Drones can visit places where people cannot go. They can capture panoramic aerial photos, scan distant military bases, or make deliveries during prime traffic times. The adoption of drone technology has increased over the last decade, but how has it been impacted over the last year as the pandemic curtailed much manufacturing activity? And what does the future look like for this technology? I'm Rita Garwood, Editor-in-Chief of The Monitor. Joining me today to talk about these topics is Vince Borst, who is Vice President and a shareholder at Robbins, Salomon, and Pat Limited. So Vince, as I mentioned in the intro, we've heard a lot about drone technology in recent years. Companies like Amazon have been talking about their plans to make drone deliveries. We've heard many reports of drone use in the military. What is the current state of this technology? Uh, good afternoon, Rita. Well, um, I think the technology continues to mature. Um, and you know, something like an Amazon uh, getting into uh, drone deliveries, I think is gonna have a significant and um, a, 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 an excellent um, impact on this industry. It's gonna spur more growth. And just to give you some perspective on, on you know, what I think that will do to the industry, uh, right now the FAA forecasts that uh, the commercial drone fleet by 2024 will have around 828,000 aircraft in it. Now that compares with over 385,000 aircraft that were registered by the end of 2019. Uh, so that's more than a double doubling of growth in, in five years, even before Amazon or any of these other major players have gotten into the market. Um, when you when you think about them participating and when we look at the commercial grade uh, drone fleet, and, and those are drones that are typically priced above 10,000 with an average price of $25,000. Um, if this market segment can meet feasibility criteria of operations, new safety regulations, um, and satisfy the economics and business requirements, that growth as a result of Amazon getting in uh, is going to be phenomenal. I think it will even outstrip what the FAA is presently forecasting, um, and that will further induce manufacturers and operators to to innovate and and grow the technology. But right now, the technology is there uh, there now to do this. That's great. So, how about the impact of the pandemic? How did that affect the drone industry? Well, 2020 was a very challenging year, at least from a lender lessor perspective. Um, and, you know, let me address a little of some of that first. I mean, I think the market dynamics played a part um, in, in our woes. Um, of the 385,000 aircraft that were registered, 95% are what are called consumer grade drones. Those are priced below $10,000 with an average cost of $2,500. Those typically are not financed, they're purchased outright or put on a credit card. So only 5% of the, uh, the fleet is commercial grade drones with an average cost of 25,000. And, and that's the sweet spot for lenders and lessors uh, to do funding. And so uh, when the folks in, in that, that market were already impacted just by market dynamics, that's gonna change. Um, but then you pile on top of that, um, the pandemic and, and drone manufacturers and operators, they shut down just like everybody else. I don't know of any state that included uh, drone manufacturing or operation as uh, a critical business on any of the executive orders that were issued. So just like everybody else, they shut down. Um, they were impacted by illnesses uh, and inability to operate. And then they were further impacted like everybody else um, with these recovery plans where um, a lot of money is going to pay people not to work. Uh, and so it made it very difficult for them to both manufacture drones and to operate drones. Now it's coming back, but 
Um, you know, the pandemic definitely had an impact on this industry, both from a manufacturing and operational perspective, as well as a, a lending perspective. So that was going to be my next question. Usually when you see um, manufacturers impacted, there's a domino effect and it impacts lenders and lessors. What has the impact been for the, for the lending industry? Well, I, I'll give you an example. Um, a company that I'm, I'm familiar with, V Financial LLC, it focuses on uh, financing through equipment leases, uh, commercial drones. Uh, and the company had pretty significant activity from October 2019 until about March 2020. Uh, and after that, the inquiries just dried up. Uh, nobody was looking for financing. Nobody was uh, operating anything. Um, if you look at some of the FAA data on uh, you know registrations, um, the, the consumer drone industry just went totally flat. Um, there were not many new registrations. Um, and the commercial drone registrations, again, like I mentioned before, are, are keeping a pace, but you know, I think they could have been better had we not gone through this. So you mentioned the FAA earlier, air traffic in general tends to be highly regulated. Can you just talk about regulations that impact the use of drone technology? Yeah, this is actually one of the very uh, bright areas right now. Um, that's because you know the FAA continues to evolve its, um, its regulation and rules making with respect to the unmanned uh, aerial systems. Um, and so they put in a couple of new rules at the at the end of 2020. They released them at the end of 2020 that I think are going to have a very beneficial effect. Um, the first rule is the remote ID rule, which became effective April 21 of 21. Um, and that applies to all drones that have to be registered under Part 107 of the Federal Aviation Regulations. And, and those are drones that are less than 55 pounds. And what it requires uh, is the capability for these drones to broadcast data like latitude and, lo uh, latitude and longitude location, altitude, airspeed, aircraft safety status, and time. And while this is going to cost more money uh, to manufacture and to acquire, over the long term, what it really allows is for a much broader integration of drones into the national airspace system uh, because it establishes the means for various public safety stakeholders like uh, you know, municipal police departments, airlines, and such to monitor and deconflict their operations from those of drone operations. So I think that's a very beneficial uh, and progressive step that the FAA has taken. Uh, another rule that they've they've recently brought out is they're going to allow operations of drones over uh, people. So previously that was strictly limited, and now they've expanded the ability to operate over open air assemblies if certain criteria are met, and they're not really that onerous. Um, previously, you couldn't operate at night. Uh, they're now going to allow uh, operations at night so long as the drone has an anti-collision light that's visible for three miles. And previously, they wouldn't allow operation over moving vehicles, um, and now they're going to allow that. So from a regulatory point of view, the, the, the rulemaking continues to evolve, evolve in, a, in a fashion that's very favorable to continued growth of this industry. So are there any other regulations beyond those federal ones? Do states and municipalities have regulations as well? There are. Uh, you know, previously the FAA said we own all airspace from the ground up to as far as you can go. Um, with the advent of, you know, drones in their operations, they've kind of ceded some uh, responsibility below 700 feet to various municipalities um, and, you know, governmental um, 
entities. And so, yeah, there's there's all of those regulations that are out there that apply as well. Uh, the Uniform Commercial Code Committees are working with the various states to come up with uh, uniform laws such as protection of privacy and things like that. So <clears throat> those will continue to be things that uh, manufacturers and operators will have to um, pay close attention to. Sure. So what does the future look like for drones? We've heard a lot about Amazon deliveries coming to our houses via drone. Is that something that we're going to see within the next coming years? I, I think so. Despite challenges, you know, that we've talked about here, I think the future is bright for the industry. Uh, normal market trends look good. You know, we talked about how consumer drones, quality drones were 95% of the market. Um, commercial drones are expected to uh, continue to grow into market share and eventually will be up to 15% of the market, which is is good for their capability and it's good for folks that want to lend and lease uh, drones in the market space. Uh, and as I mentioned just a moment ago, the regulations, uh, both at the federal and state levels, continue to evolve in a manner um, that's favorable to drone operations. So, so yes, uh, I'll go out on a limb and predict that, uh, I won't say it's this year or next, but I, I will go out on a limb and say that uh, you probably are going to see uh, Amazon.com boxes uh, coming to your front door uh, courtesy of a drone. That'd be kind of cool to see. So let's say lenders or lessors are out there interested in getting into this market. Is there anything that they should be aware of? Uh, well, yeah, the, the one um, big unknown and, and that you really want to quantify is, is the risk associated with financing this equipment. Um, you know, it is an aircraft. Um, it, it, it poses uh, dangers to um, infrastructure and people. Uh, and so what you want to do if you're going to jump into this is know your manufacturer, um, know the flight system that's on the particular drone you're looking to finance, uh, know your operator. Uh, make sure they're qualified under Part 107 as uh, remote pilots um, and really just kind of get your hands around uh, the risk so that you can quantify it as much as possible. Now, other than that, um, I mean, you know, technology is, is not new to equipment leasing and financing. We do it already with computers and phones and, and things of that nature. And I think that uh, this will be a, a, an attractive area for lenders and financers to get into. It definitely sounds that way. Well, Vince, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this. I appreciate having this conversation. Well, thank you for having me and I uh, look forward to talking to you again in the future as this continues to evolve. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thanks.